Kyle Rittenhouse, not guilty on all counts. Boy, I had a lot of stuff I was going to talk about today. Not anymore. <laughs> uh, you know, if you subscribe to my Substack page, you get the the podcast without all the ads and all the filler and stuff, and you get my show notes, and there will be a lot of notes for stories that I intended to cover uh, that I didn't quite get to today. <laughs> That's all right. Uh, a lot of you want to weigh in now that this is over, the Rittenhouse matter, uh, and I want to be able to take your phone calls. The phone number is 877-973-7425. It's Friday. We're a little loose with the phones anyway, but I, I, I want to start with my say, and I, I won't fill up this entire time with me talking. I do want to get to your phone calls here in just a minute, but I, I want to say a couple of things. One, I think that Kyle Rittenhouse should disappear now. There are going to be unscrupulous people who want to use him for their own cause, and he should go back into obscurity. If he chooses to now embrace celebrity, he chooses to perpetuate the slander, and then he will have no defense to it. He should go back to a normal life, finish his education, and get a job, and hope to be forgotten about. I think that is for his own good. And he needs to be mindful if he chooses otherwise. There are going to be a lot of people who want to use him for their own purposes, who will pretend to be his friends who are not. Two, I think when Kyle Rittenhouse goes back into obscurity, he should do so living comfortably having sued the major media outlets of America who slandered him, including Joe Biden, who used his picture to say uh, the president of the United States refused to disavow white supremacists on the debate stage last night using a picture of Kyle Rittenhouse as his picture. And Ayanna Presley, who said a 17-year-old white supremacist, domestic terrorist, drove across state lines armed with an AR-15. He shot and killed two people who had assembled to affirm the value, dignity, and worth of black lives. No, no, he didn't. And then there were a host of celebrities who all tweeted out together, I want to live in a country where Kyle, Colin Kaepernick is seen as a hero and Kyle Rittenhouse is seen as a terrorist. And then also Hakeem Jeffries, who said, lock up Kyle Rittenhouse and throw away the key. In addition to all the media outlets who claimed he went across state lines with a gun when he did not. The American public has been given yet again another disservice by the American media, and there will be no self-reflection. We know it. And distrust in the media will continue to foster, fester, grow. We know it. And they will still learn nothing and increasingly declare an allegiance to one side, which will breed even more distrust, more conspiracy theories, more nonsense, but also will pave the way through the creative destruction, through their own lack of humility, of new media outlets who can capitalize on the the mistruth, distrust, and disinformation of the mainstream media. It's kind of sad to see them all rushing to affirm their priors with no self-reflection on any of this stuff. Now, your phone calls. Let us begin with Scott. Welcome to the program. Hey, Eric. Can you hear me? Yep, I can. Hey, um, Scott here, long-time listener, first-time caller. My question is, um, what message does this send to um, civilians like myself who prior to the outcome of this case you know, if I thought I potentially saw someone in um, who's a suspect of a potential active shooter situation, um, 
my level of engagement now in that scenario. Um, so for me, I feel like I may not be as likely to engage someone who I think is an active shooter because if I end up getting harmed or killed in the process, they can claim self-defense. Well, you know, everyone can claim self-defense. The issue there is you got an active shooter and his intentions are to cause harm, uh, then he does not have a right to self-defense. So it bore on the trial pretty significantly that it became undisputed in the trial. Kyle Rittenhouse was not there to cause harm, nor was he there to provoke. Um, It came out in his testimony. It came out in even some of the prosecution testimonies uh, that it really wasn't in dispute. The reason he went there was to stop bad people from doing bad things, not to provoke insight or do bad things himself. So in your active shooter scenario, if the active shooter wanders into a school and his intent is to cause loss of life and someone kills him or is killed by the active shooter trying to kill him, the active shooter doesn't get to claim self-defense because the motive of the active shooter matters. So Rittenhouse's motive mattered with a self-defense char or with a self-defense defense. His motive was he went there not to engage in harm and cause chaos. That's what the defense, uh, that's what the prosecution wanted to show. He went not to cause harm, but in the process of everything else happening in the case, Rittenhouse had a right to defend himself. Listen, if you're going to kill other people and you kill someone who's stopping you, who's trying to stop you from killing those people, you don't get the right of self-defense. Your right of self-defense comes in. You have the right to preserve your own life, but you don't have the right to preserve your own life when your intent was to take other people's lives. I hope that makes sense to you. If you're going into a riot situation and you're going to participate in a riot in some way, and someone tries to kill you, you have the right to self-defense. But if you're going yourself to take the life of another, you don't have the right to claim self-defense when you stop someone who's trying to stop you. Motive matters greatly. Kyle Rittenhouse went to Wisconsin, actually had a job there, really didn't cross state lines the way they're saying it, as if it matters. But he was not going there to cause damage. He was not going there to cause destruction. And he was not going there to cause death. Now, he got into a crowd in a situation that was possibly provocative. But he had as much right to be there as everyone else who was there. What then happened is other people tried to take Kyle Rittenhouse's life. Not while Kyle Rittenhouse was trying to take someone else's life. And Rittenhouse had a right to self-defense. The background, the motive, the reasons, they all matter. And that's something the prosecution had a hard time dealing with in this case. But the jury implicitly understood. So an active shooter doesn't have the right to a self-defense claim by killing the person who's trying to stop the active shooter. Kyle Rittenhouse has a self-defense claim by killing the people who were trying to kill him when he was not then in turn trying to do terrible things. Back to the uh, calls. Dennis, you're next. Welcome. Hey, uh, Eric. Um, thanks for having me. I love the show. Thank you. Um, I just wanted to 
on the uh, on the Ren House case. Um, you know, the media is focusing on whether or not he's guilty, um, you know, for murder. Um, but what they're not focusing on is the the real reason. And I got this from Tulsi Gabbard. She posted a, a thing on Instagram or something, and um, and she made a very good point. The media is not focusing on state and local governments for letting the protests get out of hand and turn into riots. And that's really the the question we need to be asking. Why is state and local governments, um, you know, I'm in Georgia as well, and um, I remember when, when the uh, riots were going on, uh, you know, in, here in Atlanta, Keisha Lance Bottoms really uh, didn't do anything um, and, and let the rioting, you know, escalate, escalate, escalate until, um, you know, National Guard was, was sent in and everything. But, um, but you know, it's crazy to think that the, the, the local and state governments are letting people uh, riot because, you know, we have uh, the right to protest, but we don't have the right to riot and, and yeah. destroy property. And I just wanted to get your thoughts on that. Yeah, listen, I, I think, Dennis, that is, that's a very good point because um, Kyle Rittenhouse would never have felt the need to go had local authorities done their job. You, you know, there's all this concern, like Eugene Robinson, I played his clip just a little while ago, about vigilantism. You know how you stop vigilantism? You allow the police to do their job. You want to stop future Kyle Rittenhouses? Let the police do their jobs. You want to you wanna stop bad things from happening and, and people rising up? Well, then you you need to be willing to say that you're going to rely on local local law enforcement and you're going to have their back to do things. He only exists, Kyle Rittenhouse only exists in a system of government failures. The government did fail. The government failed to keep Kenosha, Wisconsin safe. And so people like Kyle Rittenhouse decided they themselves, because they had family there, they were going to keep it safe. You want to stop vigilantes, progressives, you're concerned about this will embolden vigilantes? Well, stop trying to defund the police. Stop trying to say it's okay to riot. Stop trying to say burning down buildings isn't violence. You yourselves caused Kyle Rittenhouse. Back to the phones we go. Bill, you're next. Welcome to the program. I just think, uh, and thank you for taking my call, that this is a message clearly sent to the progressives or to to the rioters, I should say, forget the progressives, anyone who's rioting, conservative or otherwise, that people, it's been reinstated that people do have the right to defend themselves. They did not want to hear this. You're right. You're right. Um, it, it's they, they don't want to hear a lot of things these days. Um, you just, you've got the right to self-defense. You've, you've got the right to protect yourself. Now you don't have the right, uh, in this country, in any of the 50 States, nor have you ever had the right to use deadly force to defend your property. If you yourself are in the property and they're coming after it, then yeah, you have the right, but, uh, you don't have the right to go out and, and gun people down from behind as they're, there throwing a Molotov cocktail at your building. Uh, there, there are limits to defense of property in the country, but you have the right to defend yourself. You have the right to defend yourself and your family, and you have the castle 
if someone's busting in your door while you're at home, uh, you do have the right to shoot. If someone's busting in the door with a Molotov cocktail and you're inside the business, you've got the right to take out the bad guy. But again, if you want to stop all of this from happening, and if you're on the left, please listen to me. Please understand me. If you're on progressive and you're upset with this story, if you're upset with this verdict, stop emboldening riots. Stop allowing rioters. Stop claiming that it's okay to burn down buildings because it's not violence. Because you will get more Kyle Rittenhouses. And they will continue to be let go by juries as you are destabilizing society through emboldening rioters, through emboldening violence, through emboldening defunding the police, through emboldening making police the bad guys. The police in Kenosha, Wisconsin, were glad to have Kyle Rittenhouse there because they couldn't stop the rioters from burning down businesses and they needed the help. Again, I you can't emphasize this enough. Listen, I understand there are some of you who are mad about this verdict, but I can't emphasize it enough. He would not exist in a world where the police were funded and encouraged to stop riots. But you had mayors across America, including the mayor here in Atlanta, Keisha Lance Bottoms, who were fine with the rioters. Remember, in my city in Atlanta, there's a police officer on trial for murder because a bad man stole a taser, gave a police officer a concussion, fled, and then turned around to fire the taser at the police officer, and he pulled his gun and shot the bad guy running. And it's the it's the police officer who's being treated as the murderer. That police officer, Garrett Rolfus, his name is no murderer. He was doing his job. And yet local politicians want to make him the bad guy. And as long as we have situations like that, we're going to have situations like Kyle Rittenhouse. Rittenhouse is understandable and exists only in the society that progressives through their policies have made. The phone number here is 877-973-7425. So, uh, you know, Barry Weiss has a piece she just put up. Uh, I can give you the, the nugget of it. If you're shocked by the Rittenhouse verdict, reconsider the media you consume. I think that's probably a, a fair way to say it. One of the, the – and I, I, I talk about this all the time. Maybe I'm too much of a broken record, but, but I want to actually read you um, – something uh, you will be familiar with because we talk about it a lot. Uh, but I think that oftentimes people tend to ignore all of it. And it's actually uh, pretty fundamental to our society. Congress shall make no law respecting the establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof, or abridging the freedom of speech, or of the press, or the right of the people to peacefully assemble and to petition the government for a redress of grievances. Congress shall make no law respecting the right of the people to peacefully assemble. You have the right to peacefully assemble in this country. 
to petition the government for redress of grievances. You have the right to assemble to protest. You have the right to disagree. You have the right to go into the street to disagree. You do not have the right to unpeaceably assemble. The key word there is peace. You don't have a right to riot. You don't have a right to burn things down. You don't have a right to get that out of your system by being violent. And yet a lot of people in the media on on CNN and MSNBC said you did. Chris Cuomo said protesters, there's no law that says protesters have to be peaceful. Yes, there is right there. Congress shall make no law respecting the right of the people to peaceably assemble. You got to do it peacefully. And yet they they said that, I mean, these are members of mainstream media outlets were saying that it was okay for the rioters to do that. You know who didn't think it was okay for the rioters to do that? The 12 jurors in Kenosha, Wisconsin, who had to live through it. You think they didn't have any any bearing on their thought processes? You, you're not allowed as a jury. You, you're not required to disassociate yourself from your community. You have to be a fair and impartial jury, but you can't tell the juror, well, ignore your lived experience. You've got to come at this as empty vessels. No, you have to come at this with the facts of this particular case unknown to you. But that doesn't mean your lived experience can't inform how you see the evidence. And their lived experience was those rioters showed up and the police couldn't do anything. I suspect that will have had some bearing on the juror's frame of mind in this case. But also, again, to keep beating this dead horse by now, you don't want Kyle Rittenhouse, don't riot. You don't want Kyle Rittenhouse, don't defund the police. You don't want Kyle Rittenhouse, don't embolden people to destroy property claiming it's not violent when they do it. It is violence. It is violence against property. And will the left realize these things? There are already uh, people on the steps of the courthouse in Kenosha, Wisconsin. Kamala Harris's first day as president. We haven't even gotten into that. Uh, Joe Biden had to give her the powers of the presidency, and riots are starting. Ha! Huh. Hello there. It is Eric Erickson. If you want to call in, 877-973-7425. Of course, Nicole Hannah-Jones of the 1619 Project has timed in, chimed in that uh, in this country – uh, you can kill even white people if those white people were protecting black people. It's the legacy of 1619. You know, she's crazy, but, I mean, her craziness is always on message. you got to give her that. By the way, I am I would not encourage you people in your local bookstores to move her 1619 Project book to the fiction section. It would be appropriate, but I would never seek to encourage you to do that. Uh, Tom, you are going to be the next caller on the Eric Erickson Show. Tom, welcome. Uh, yes, sir. I'll just pull the mic a point and I'll get off. Uh, but if the shoe had been on the other foot, say if Rittenhouse had been the victim and been killed, that story probably would not have even made the Metro section in the Kenosha newspaper. Yep. It just plain didn't fit the narrative. Yep. Now, I just wanted to make that point. 
Yeah, listen, I, I Tom, I think that's a, a point well said that it is amazing uh, how the media spun up a, a story here. And they spun it up in large part, in large part, because the media had made the rioters the heroes. Let, let's, we should not forget this aspect of it. I think I, 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 you got to be deadly serious on this point. When small business owners in this country rioted last year, they didn't riot. They protested. They showed up at state capitals around the country because they were tired of lockdowns. Their businesses were going under. They wanted to go back to work. The media made them the bad guys. They vilified them. You know what? April Ryan, the White House uh, reporter for I think PBS, or no, 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 she's for um, she's for some uh, urban news network. I think said that if these people got COVID, they needed to be denied oxygen and ICU space. They should have to give it up. All they wanted were their businesses to reopen. They were attacked for not wearing masks. They were attacked for gathering. They were attacked for protesting. They were attacked for using their constitutional rights. After the death of George Floyd, members of the media attacked anyone who stood in the way of the protesters, made the protesters the hero, didn't care they were not masked, denied and downplayed the spread of COVID, even though COVID was directly related to the, those mass gatherings of unmasked people at the height of the pandemic, they, their, their protests were more important. Their civil rights were more important than the spread of COVID. They had every right to be there in a way the peaceful small business owners did not. And members of the media, including the Pulitzer Prize-winning New York Times journalist Nicole Hannah-Jones, claimed the destruction of property was not violence. These people had insurance anyway. It was remarkable to see the double standard. And so much of the media coverage of the situation was shaped through that lens in the press. It's it's no wonder people think Kyle Rittenhouse went across state lines with a gun because that's how the media covered it. They're still, even though he's been found not guilty and the facts have come out that that wasn't true, they're still covering it that way. Hard to give him a fair trial. Now, here is something you do need to know uh, Kamala Harris has been president today, the first time a woman has been president of the United States, only acting president. Uh, Joe Biden had a colonoscopy. They were trying to find his brain. And while he was under anesthesia, they gave Kamala Harris the powers of the presidency. And, of course, writing is starting in Kenosha, Wisconsin. With I, I don't know that uh, they found Biden's brain during his colonoscopy. But he's apparently out of anesthesia, and the powers of the presidency have reverted back to him. Let's go back to the phones. Uh, David, you are going to be next. Welcome. Hey, Eric. How you doing? Good. How are you? All right, good. Since we're talking about juries and verdicts and things like that and what the Constitution actually says, there's one thing that constantly drives me nuts, and I cringe every time I hear it. And I hear the media do it constantly. Kamala Harris has done it recently. He should last bottoms. And I even heard Hannity make this slip up this week on his show. The Constitution provides for a jury that is impartial, not a jury of your peers. By definition, a jury of your peers is going to be partial. 
And that's, just, you know, it's one of these little things that just bothers, bothers the heck out of me because everybody assumes that they're going to get a jury of their peers. And you don't want a jury of your peers. You want an impartial jury. Both the defense and the prosecution should want an impartial jury. Yeah. Oh, okay. I, I see what you're saying. And, and you make a fair point there. Keep in mind, though, where the phrase um, the jury of one's peers comes from. It it's actually comes from the Magna Carta. Uh, which English common law that we embraced comes from. Uh, it's actually the phrase is a judgment of one's peers. Uh, the lords were entitled to a judgment of his peers. Uh, and so that is, that's where the phrase comes from. And it, it is a phrase that is woven into the idea of an impartial jury because in uh, ancient times and near ancient times, a king could put his beloved peers in charge of a jury. And the peers are what? The peers were the lords. The house of peers and the house of lords mean the same thing. Now, the peers now mean one's equals. Now, peers is kind of misunderstood in, in this day in, in commonality. So if a judgment of my peers, well, I got to have a judgment of, of talk show hosts of America. That's not really what it means. Um, it, what it means is, to your point, an impartial jury. It means people who live in society uh, who are reflected around you, which means that I am entitled to a jury of people who live in my surroundings, that you should not have people who live in Atlanta, Georgia, decide uh, the verdict of someone who lives in South Georgia unless the defense itself asks for that to get a uh, impartial jury. So, for example, you could have a trial. Uh, oh, what was the trial? The 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 guy in an, in Cobb County who allowed his kid uh, to be in the back of the car and, and the kid died. Remember that? It's several years ago, those of you in Atlanta, it became a national trial. It was a man who apparently, I, I guess he was having, I can't remember all the details, but they moved the trial to South Georgia and allowed a South Georgia jury to decide it. Uh, because they thought that the media in Atlanta had so overhyped the case. This happens sometimes where you ask for the court to move the jury. But we shouldn't dismiss the idea of people saying a jury of your peers because it comes from the Magna Carta. The entire English common law system and trial by jury is built on that phrase, uh, the judgment of, of his peers within the Magna Carta. It actually has a validity there. Uh, but what it means is an impartial jury of people who live in your area uh, that is not stacked against you in some way. That's that's where it comes from. So I don't want to go on an entire diatribe on that one because I, I, I totally get the caller's point. But you do have to understand the history therein of, of the phrase judgment of one's peers. It does not mean that we got to have white teenagers decide Kyle Rittenhouse. Uh, what it means is we got to have people from that area where the crime took place decide the area. It's so badly misunderstood. I feel like I'm starting to lose my voice on this one now. There's so much other stuff that I wanted to talk about today, and, and I kind of lament that I can't get to it. But this this trial is a very, very big deal. And people are on social media and on the television losing their minds right now. And I have a wonderful service whereby I am able to come in and grab this information and pull it so that you can listen to it. How people are melting down. This is Paul Butler. He is an MSNBC legal analyst. But as the prosecutor said in his closing argument, the only person who killed anyone 
was Kyle Rittenhouse. We know that armed civilians are now part of the American political landscape. Wait a second. You mean they weren't before this? I thought some states had open carry. What? What some may take from this verdict is that vigilante justice prevailed. And that's a serious public safety concern. Maybe uh, the more serious public safety concern is the police not being allowed to stop the rioters. Maybe, just maybe, we should consider that. And then there, the Joyce Vance, who's not a smart person, but is pretended to be one by the media, was on with uh, Chuck Todd on Meet the Press Daily on MSNBC. Joyce, was this a well-defended case or a poorly prosecuted case or a little bit of both? You know, there was some of everything not to like in this case, from the way the judge conducted it to some of the strategic decisions the prosecution made. The defense, um, you know, as we say, was good enough. And, and the key point of the defense was arguing self-defense. As a former prosecutor, this strikes me as an odd situation for self-defense. It's something akin to saying that if you go into a bank and rob it and people are trying to apprehend you, you can then shoot your way out and claim self-defense. You know, that's a little bit of what Kyle Rittenhouse did. He created this problem and then he proceeded to threaten people to get out. Typically, you can't claim self-defense in a situation where you've provoked the incident. She's right. She's right, but she mischaracterized it because he didn't provoke it. And and the judge allowed the self-defense case to go forward because Rittenhouse did not provoke it. He was chased down the street. He was not chasing others. They chased him. And I guess she doesn't know this. It, it, it is remarkable the number of people on television who are opining about these facts, and they're wrong. And, of course— There is Jacob Blake's uncle. You should keep in mind that it was Jacob Blake's family who called the police on him. Uh, it's a little tight. You got other people talking as they're trying to record that guy, but he he says, we're not going to stop. We're going to use peace and protest. Well, you get to protest as long as it's peaceful. And let's let's not forget that these were not peaceful protests. These were not peaceful protests. There were it's a lot of destruction. And keep in mind, I read you earlier from Barry Weiss's newsletter. One of the big issues here is that the media covered, remember it fiery but mostly peaceful? That's what they said. That it was fiery but mostly peaceful. It wasn't. Mostly peaceful. It, it was not. It just that's that's not true. That's that's not honest. And yet that's how they covered it. That's how CNN chose to cover it. Fiery but mostly peaceful. And that's disheartening to see a news network have shaped coverage this way. And then when they did shape the coverage that way, they failed in all honesty and candor to point out that those businesses that were burned, contrary to what many members of the media said, were they didn't have the insurance. They didn't have the insurance coverage that the media claimed they had. It's just it's sad to see so much of the media 
in a situation like this uh, not be willing to honestly, accurately cover what's going on in the case? So many people out there right now, so many of the members of the media out there who are commenting on this case don't even seem to know the basic facts of the case. They don't seem to understand what's going on or what went on. Now, Jacob Blake's lawyer is speaking at the moment. I, I want to uh, cover him a little bit. What's that? Do you plan to represent him in civil actions? I, I'm a criminal defense attorney. I don't do civil stuff. You're a veteran, you're a veteran criminal defense attorney. Talk about what's the one thing you learned if you had to say the biggest takeaway from this case, what you learned? Every case is different, and every case has surprises. Um, you know, hey, I learned I could wait 24 hours for a verdict. What about, uh, what happened to the $2 million bond? I expect there will be a fight over that. Um, you know, John Pierce is the person who posted the bond. Um, all of that money was raised on behalf of Kyle. Um, Lynn Wood and Fight Back say that they're entitled to it. Um, there was, and when I, I'm using round numbers, but there was half a million dollars, I think, that came directly from Wendy Rittenhouse from money she had raised. So there's going to be a fight over that. And I'm just thankful that there will be a fight over that because if he had lost, it wouldn't have mattered. You know, Kyle had aspirations to be a first responder. Is that still... He wants to be a nurse. Still wants to be a nurse. What would you say your biggest takeaway is from this 25-plus hour jury deliberation? What do you think that that says? I need to be more patient. That's Kyle Rittenhouse's lawyer speaking on the steps of the courthouse. There where a crowd has gathered. A very happy man today. Happy with that verdict. Kyle Rittenhouse, a very happy man today. A lot of angry people. And keep in mind, a lot of that anger and rage is based on willful distortions by members of the media who reported facts that were not so. Hello there. It's me. Glad to have you with me. I, look, I have, I've, I've been digging around. I have not been able to find this is this is a mystery, folks. The White House is keeping information from us. They will not say whether or not they found Joe Biden's brain when they did the colonoscopy earlier. They they they're neither confirming nor denying it. They're they're not saying anything. Well, the doctors say it's patient. Patient privilege information. I uh, they they put Kamala Harris in charge to go do that colonoscopy and no report on his brain. But he is back now and back in charge. And I gotta I gotta give the president of the United States some credit. Arriving on the South Lawn, he was asked about the Rittenhouse verdict. This is direct quote from the president of the United States. I stand by what the jury has to say. The jury system works. Good for him. Uh, that that was that was the spot on message by the president of the United States. Maybe they found his brain. I, I, maybe maybe they're letting letting him borrow it for a little bit. I don't know. But that was that was a pitch perfect statement. Listen again to review here. Kyle Rittenhouse not guilty on all counts, and this situation would not have happened had the law enforcement system worked in Kenosha, Wisconsin. Had the left not internalized that they could be destructive, this would not have happened. Had law enforcement been emboldened and encouraged to stop the rioters, it would not have happened. They were told to stand down. This would not have happened. 
And so many people out there think that these businesses had insurance, and they did not have insurance, many of them. Some of them had insurance, and it was un- they were underinsured. They lost everything. It's sad. And two people lost their lives. They were not there to defend black lives, as some people said. They were there to participate in the rioting and the vandalism and the destruction. And they tried to kill Kyle Rittenhouse. And he had every reason, every right, and the means to defend himself. So much of our reactions now in society are based on our tribe. And we decide that a verdict is just or unjust based on whether or not we're rooting for the people, not based on the facts. The jury itself is required to weigh the facts. Now, if I could just leave you with one thing here this this Friday afternoon, don't none of us want to serve on juries. I don't blame you for not wanting to serve on a jury. But for our system to work, we must have juries. And for the juries to work, we must have fair-minded people willing to serve. If, if you own a business, let me talk to you business owners. I know it's an inconvenience when your employees are gone. I do. But you should probably consider incentivizing your employees to be willing to serve on juries, to give up their time to do it. Yes, it's inconvenience. It's a pain in the butt for you and for them, and they don't want to do it. But figuring out a way to make it more convenient for your employees to want to serve on a jury You really should do it because our system requires all of us to step up on occasion and do these things. And there are a lot of employers who get mad at their employees. Don't encourage them to be a part of the system. And you thought these last two years were crazy. Welcome to 2022. It's coming up and nothing makes sense still, especially in business. If you're a small business owner, good luck getting financing from a big bank right now. I can offer you a fantastic solution if you're looking for $750,000 or more in financing for your business. First Liberty Building and Loan. Let's say you want to buy a new building or you want to refi existing debt or you want to buy a company. Basically, you see opportunity for your business to grow, but you've hit a wall with the mega banks getting financing. That's where First Liberty Building and Loan and my friends, the Frost family, come in. They solve small business financing problems better than anyone I've ever seen. They say yes, where big banks say no, it's that simple. Look, just do this. Spend 10 minutes with them. Call them, First Liberty Building and Loan. Say Eric sent you. In 10 minutes, you'll know if you're a good fit for their program. Go to firstlibertyga.com. That's firstlibertyga.com. They help small businesses nationwide in all 50 states. Firstlibertyga.com.